I wanted to share a quick devotional today. It won't be long, but it's something that came to my mind this morning and I felt compelled to share. So there's a story in Mark 4, many of you have probably heard it before, where they're in a boat. Jesus and his disciples are in a boat out on the sea and a big old storm comes up and Jesus is sleeping. And his followers finally wake him up freaking out because waves are coming into the boat, almost overcoming it. He wakes up, he goes, and speaks to the chaotic waters, quiet, be still, peace, depending what translation you're reading. And it dawned on me today that this is a hyperlink back to Psalm 46, and that the author, Mark, most likely had the psalm in mind where the world in all its chaos has to obey God when God says, be still. And uh, Psalm 46, I want to read it to you. So one thing that makes me think that this is a hyperlink back to the Old Testament, like much of the New Testament is, is that the gospel writers had this style of writing where they didn't just come out and say, y'all, Jesus is God, like we would nowadays in our modern times. I would argue that it was more beautiful, but that was the like traditional Jewish way of writing was to present the information and let you make your own conclusion. And this is just an obvious implication that Jesus saying, be quiet to the proverbial waters of chaos and them obeying, just like what happened in Psalm 46, it's a huge implication that Mark is really sticking his neck out and saying, this is God, this Jesus guy is Elohim. And I wanna read Psalm 46 to you because if you look at what happened right after Jesus calms the storm, you would think the disciples would be calmer or feel grateful or relieved. No, they were more terrified. It says they were even more terrified and started asking themselves, who is this that even the wind and waves obey him? So they went from being terrified of dying in this physical storm to being terrified in the presence of who they now are convinced even more than before is the God who created the waves and the waters and the lands at the beginning of time manifest in the person of Jesus. So here's Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, as long as he's awake. Just kidding. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved to the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Now it's co contrasting the crazy world we live in to the idealistic Eden that we're headed towards. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Okay, here's the part. We're almost done with this psalm. This is the important part. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow, shatters the spear, burns the chariots with fire. He ends war. Be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He says, quiet, 
and the earth melts. And in Jesus' uh, day, the disciples are in the storm of their lives, thinking this might be the last day of their lives. And Jesus just simply addresses the storm and says, quiet. He has that type of dominion and he has that type of authority because he's the one who created the waves. So how does this apply to our lives? Because I'm that cheesy type of teacher that has to apply it to this day and age at the end. And I do think that the Bible and all the lessons about the character of God are applicable to our lives today. How can we use our God-given authority now that Christ dwells within us through the Holy Spirit? To remind our little world around us, our lives, and to remind the spirit realm around us, maybe the opposition that's coming against us, the waves that are crashing onto our proverbial, you know, metaphorical boat. How can we use our authority to say, be quiet, be still, because God is not the author of chaos. He's a God of order. He's a God who gives peace. And his plans will be carried out in my life. And I will get to my destination because he's sovereign over the earth that he created. Just like Jesus rebuked the waves because they weren't in line with the perfect will of God for him and his disciples. And then they had no power to obstruct the plans of God in the disciples' lives. That same God is within you. Sometimes when people read Psalm 46, there's that's a very famous verse and it's on a lot of pillows. And you think it's like some tranquil, gentle reminder to be peaceful. And I guess that's part of it. But when he says, be still, there's an exclamation point after it. Obviously, in ancient Hebrew, they didn't have exclamation points or pretty much any punctuation. But there's the implication that the entire world's going crazy with war and chaos and death and tragedy and mourning. And it's about to overcome the people of God. And then Elohim, God, steps in and says, quiet. There's a sternness. It's a rebuke. Be still. And know that I'm God. I will be exalted. I will have the preeminence that is due only to my famous name, right? That's kind of more the vibe if you read the whole song. How can you use your authority to remind yourself and even the world around you and even the spirit world around you that he alone created this entire universe, that he is still sovereign, still in control, he is still God, and that he is our peace, our order, our authority, our power, our victory, He's everything. He's our lives. Let's be still and know that he's God. Let's remember what we've got going for us, even in the midst of this storm. Amen.